Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Fabulous. Thank you for tuning in for our third module of our money coaching certification program at Good Vibe Coach Academy. Today we are talking about how to actually coach clients on money, covering the principles and techniques involved in this work. Lisa, do you want to give us any kind of an intro before we dive in? Some of this is going to seem really basic, and it's not. I mean, it, it can be, but there is a lot of both art and science in this. I mean, when you and I talked about doing this course, you said, that, I mean, you, you had some hesitancy about this because you take for granted the skills that go into being able to do money coaching because you do them so effortlessly and so magically. I mean, it just happens. This stuff, however, there are some steps here. I mean, there are some things that happen in money coaching that aren't just magic. I mean, and so... I think everybody's going to have a different process for how they deal with their clients on money issues. And every client is different. But knowing these sort of principles and techniques, it's kind of like know the rules so you can break the rules. We're going to break this down into two separate calls, and they're both probably going to be a little bit shorter. But this stuff is worth listening to and learning and maybe re-listening to and relearning so that you really understand the mechanics of what goes on in money coaching so that it can seem like it's just flowing effortlessly. I like the idea, too, that having this kind of structure in place gives a coach the confidence to engage money coaching while allowing themselves to mm, morph it into what works best for their own style as well as the particular client that they might be working with. So, yes, that we're not laying this out as these are the rules to follow, but this is a basic structure that can create really effective sessions with clients when you're coaching them on money, but feel free to play with it and allow your own intuition to make it yours. And when I look at this, this isn't a lot different than how you would coach pretty much anything, actually. But when you're talking about money, because money can be such a a hard-charged issue for people, like really understanding how money applies in these sort of standard steps of LOA coaching can give you, like you said, a lot more confidence to be able to engage this work and know that you're going to be able to help your clients get where they want to go, which may not be where they think they want to go. So I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. So Yeah, so worst case scenario, if you ever feel stuck with a client, if you fall back on this system, it will serve both of you really well. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get started. Um, first step is teach them the system. And I think this is critically important because we often think that our clients really understand LOA or lots of different things better than they do. And a refresher on how the system works is really useful. 
but making sure that your client understands how the system works from the very beginning and that you're discussing it, you're conversating about it in a common language is really important. And I think it's helpful for them to hear someone that they have that they hold they have credibility for you. That's why they hired you as their coach. When you reiterate this, it makes them more confident in it as well. They might have read this, they might have heard Abraham Hicks videos about it. They might have been to Unity teachings where they cover it, but to hear you say it, it's going to mean something. So even if they are very familiar with it, again, making sure that you're both on the same page about how it works can be effective, and it also will enhance their confidence and their belief in the work that's to follow so that it's they engage it with a better vibration, more hopeful or optimistic or confident. Those are all energies that will serve the next work very well. So this is kind of laying the foundation for reminding them why <laughs> they might be taking a very divergent approach to creating money in their life than they would have were they working with a traditional money coach. <laughs> so it, it can certainly help enhance confidence in your client to remind them how the system really works. And I think it also gives them some peace, right? Because once they understand how the system works, you point that out, you refresh it, whatever. It also gives them peace about how they got where they were. Like you can very easily get somebody to buy into the system by pointing out what an awesome manifester they are by landing where they're at right now. Like it empowers them to see how they've created what they've created and knowing that they did that, that they can create something else. Lisa, I'm wondering if you've had sessions where you didn't cover this, like on purpose. Is there ever a reason where you don't cover the basics of how conscious creation works? I imagine there you might been. have clients that might not really be right. LOA super fans. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and if, I don't, you and I have different set of clients. I mean, I attract people that may not be LOA friendly to start with. And so I might introduce the concept a little more slowly rather than like a full breakdown of here's how the system works with a flow chart, like a little more slowly and back it up with some behavioral science or some quantum physics or what have you. But I would say generally not explaining the system straight away, and I, and I don't always do it. It might be a mistake more often than not. Again, that assuming that a client understands things the way I do, that we're on the same page, those assumptions aren't always safe assumptions. And so even if it's just a few minutes, I mean, it doesn't have to be a whole session, but even right. if it's just a few minutes of reviewing those basics can help you get a feeling for where your client's really at in your work and let you know how much of that kind of background mm -hmm. work you want to do. And sometimes the background work is the only work. I mean, sometimes once somebody gets a clear picture of the, how the system works, they're off and running and they're on their own and that's it. So I think doing this is pretty important. Figuring out how to do it knowing your client is also really important. That's a skill. Because I do have clients that if I said, hey, here's how LOA works on the first session, they'd probably bounce. But, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully by the third session, they totally understand how the system works. Yeah, the reason I cover this with clients, even though mine very likely are are 
savvy creators. They know the system well. They don't need to hear my version of it. I still like to repeat it just because I don't want to make any assumptions. Um, even though I do have an intake question that asks about their experience and familiarity with law of attraction and conscious creation, but I just really think that it helps enhance buy-in for the next steps in the coaching engagement to be clear about why we're asking them to do what comes next. Agreed. So give us a basic breakdown of the system. How do you well, describe how the system works to a client? Yeah, and we might all have our a different way of explaining it or words that we use to describe it. But I, I, depending on the client, sometimes this could be a ten or fifteen minute talk, but usually it's more like three minutes, where I'll just say something along the lines of, you know, everything's vibration, and that um, we get what we vibrate, and that because of that fact, our work is to close our vibrational gap. Whatever it is we want, we want to learn the vibration of that desire. As long as we are sending out any other signals to universe, we are holding that desire away from us. So we need to come into alignment with that frequency in order to be a good match for living it. So I sometimes will be quoting science. Sometimes I'm quoting Abraham. It depends on who I'm working with. And um, that I'll also remind them that the way we measure results is based on how we feel that we're doing this in order for that your emotions are your guidance system. This is straight Abraham teachings for letting you know where you're at with things and that after the emotional manifestations, usually what follows is inspired ideas and if they if they sound like they're on board with that, that's pretty much, I don't go into much more detail than that. If they have questions around it, then I will stop to explain different aspects of it in more detail, giving some examples, maybe drawing from some of their own stories that they've told me so they can connect the dots about how this has already been working in their life. That makes it easier for them to see. But my favorite thing to do is to really reinforce this. So this isn't just a thought in their head that I'm asking them to believe, but I'll, it, I think it helps build their trust in the system by reviewing how this has. Like if I ask them their past successful manifestations or if we just like tell – we can look at someone else's life and you know someone who's close to them, we can see how this has worked. Sometimes it's harder to see for themselves than it is in someone else's life. Or – I'll introduce them or assign the idea of practice projects where you are, they're actually going to see the system at work as they consciously choose a target or two to manifest using law of attraction so they can see how it works in real time. I'm just going to highlight something that you just said, which I think is really, really important. And back to the basics, right? Like, so many clients are looking for instant money manifestation. And so that's how they're going to be wired coming in to see success. Like what you said the steps are, are first you're going to feel it. Like that emotional state changes. That lets you know that is your guidance system. The first and most important manifestation is that you feel better or that you feel you are vibrating in the vibrational alignment with the thing that you want to to create. The next step is probably going to be inspired action. 
And then you will probably see physical manifestations in your real world. And I think that setting clients up to understand that those are the steps in the system can help you find early and often successes in your coaching that they would have missed otherwise because mm-hmm. many clients are looking for money in the bank. So knowing that those are the steps and like being able to like see those benchmarks, really important. I couldn't agree more because it's not unusual for me to have a client jump on the phone and say, yeah, well, I've been doing this stuff that we talked about and nothing's happening. And I'll review with them what they mean by nothing because if in their alignment work they didn't feel some sort of emotional relief or hope or excitement or something better, then then we need a new alignment plan because that's the first step. So when they say nothing's happening, they usually mean there's no money on the forefront. But if I ask them, well, are you feeling better when you do your alignment practice? If they can answer yes, then that is the result that we want to point out to them and celebrate with them because that's the first step. And if that one's not in place, then we really do need to change the plan because that's the key to everything, feeling better. Right. And a lot of coaches, I think, miss that, uh, both of those things, like being able to identify that there's been a shift in the emotions and also being fluid enough to say, okay, if we didn't get at least that, you're doing in the work and that's not happening, then what else are we going to try here? Like mm-hmm. that first step is your benchmark. It's your measurement of how well the the client is resonating with the work that you've given them. And sometimes it takes a little bit to find the right, the right tool, the right practice. True story. In fact, I think that actually that ties in nicely to the second step that I like to take clients through, and that's to make sure that they have a level of self-awareness so that they're, they're seeing their own progress. They can see where they're at in the evolution of their vibrational work so that if they have the self-awareness to recognize how they're feeling, because some, when they say nothing's happening, they don't recognize that, oh, well, the, there was something happening. Yes, every time I make a Prey Rain journal entry or every time I do my five-minute visualization, I do, I enjoy it. If you want to make sure they're paying attention to that sort of stuff because it matters. So that's, I think, really helpful to teach them to be aware of this so that they can gauge their own progress and they aren't relying on you for feedback as to how they're doing. They can check in with their, I think Abraham calls it the emotional guidance system, right? And they have the, I don't know, is it how many, I was going to say 22-point scale, but I don't think that's what it is. Anyway, we know that at the bottom of the scale is depression and guilt, and at the top of it is joy and love and appreciation and that sort of stuff. Asking them to pay attention to how they're feeling is a big part of this self-awareness step, but there's probably other aspects that you include as well, right, Lisa? I, I think what I include is a lot of that, and I'm going to say, again, I mean, your clients and my clients might be a little bit different just because of the pool that we draw from, Mm-hmm. But it is it is not wise to assume that your clients have a really good handle on their emotional guidance system. I mean, a lot of people have been living in stress for so long that it's the air they breathe. I mean, 
people aren't as dialed in on their emotions as we would like to think they are. So sometimes even just introducing the concept of an emotional guidance system and explaining it to them and helping them find some ways to check in with that on a regular basis. In the beginning of a lot of this work, one of the things that I often do is have people set an hourly timer. You know, where am I at in my emotional Mm -hmm. guidance system? Mm -hmm. Because we take for granted that they're in touch, and oftentimes they are not in touch until they're in, like, really severe pain. And on that self-awareness, we want to catch an emotional trend way before it's critical. We want to catch an emotional trend in the acute phase rather than the critical phase. (laughs) But without those practices of self-awareness, a lot of times people just don't have the tools on board to do that. They haven't built those habits of being emotionally in touch with where they're at. You know, the other thing we may need to train them to start paying better attention to is their self-talk because that's obviously intimately connected with how they're feeling. But Some people don't even realize the thoughts they're repeating in their head that are blocking the manifestations that they want. Girlfriend, most people. (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to say most people are not aware of their self-talk. And even really, really savvy, deliberate creators Mm -hmm. can let self-talk run unchecked. I mean... Mm -hmm. If there's a miracle turnaround spot, and we've talked about a couple of these previously, self-talk might be one of those miracle turnarounds. It, it, it is the program that you're putting out into the universe, and most people aren't aware of the thoughts that they're – I mean, these are affirmations, and you've said it all along. Like, people will say affirmations don't work, and it's like, well, let's really think about that. What's your <laughs> self-talk like? Yeah, because you're already using them. (laughs) They're already at work in your life. (laughs) They're working. Yeah. Whether they're the ones you want to work or not is the question. But, yeah, learning to listen to what they're saying to themselves. And sometimes they are a little delusional. They'll they'll say, they'll report to you that, oh, no, they're feeling pretty good and they're thinking good things. And, yeah, it's all good in the neighborhood. (laughs) If that were true, their results would be matching it. So, And that can be challenging to invite someone to take a deeper look once they've told you that, no, yeah, I think positive things 24-7, Jeanette, trust me, I've got a handle on that. And yet their results aren't matching that. Inviting them to reconsider what their self-talk really is, what their dominant thoughts are, some people can get a little defensive about that just because they, especially in my world, my clients tend to be very LOA savvy and they know they're supposed to be thinking good things. They'll insist to the high heavens that they're thinking all the good thoughts and not getting the results. So getting them to really be honest with themselves, because we can see it. Everyone can see it. What Your life is a result of what you're thinking. So there are no mysteries here, but getting them to see it clearly can sometimes be a little challenging. We're, I don't know. I'm not. I have a. I the style I have as a coach isn't highly confrontational. I I am the last one who's going to call BS straight up on a client, although I have. But yeah, that's important to help them be aware so that they uh, understand whether they're the working as a cooperative component or not in the manifestations that they're looking to create financially. 
so once we have once we're clear with them about how the system works and we've geared them towards paying attention to how they're engaging the system, the next step really in this work is to create an alignment plan with them. And it might be where you are inviting them to create their own plan. It might be that you are offering suggestions for them to start playing with. But one way or another, I think you're going to have very effective sessions when you're clear with them about what their work is to close that vibrational gap. It's, I mean, it's what I would call an anchor to a session, right? Like a, this concept, this idea, the practice, the experience, the journey of self-discovery. There we go. I found the word journey of self-discovery is incredibly valuable. And it it is life transforming where you are going through this process of understanding the system and learning the self-awareness and all of those things. But an alignment plan anchors that into a practical reality. So you're taking something that is really sort of floaty and maybe ethereal out there and you bring it down for them in a very concrete way. And coaching has lots of ideas on this. I mean, it, you know, you do, some styles of coaching would say that you don't ask clients to do an alignment plan or anything really let them problem solve all on their own and some clients may work very well in that but I think particularly many clients they're looking for some sort of what do I do next that's where they they're going to find a lot of a lot of peace there's relief mm -hmm. they want to be told what to do they want you to tell them what to do and I know in many of our coach training programs we were advised against that so, yeah, you want to find your own sweet spot with this. Sometimes if I'm just doing one session with someone, if it's a complimentary session for a GVU member, for example, um, the session doesn't allow for time to explore setting up that alignment plan. So it's something that I just say, okay, well, your work here is clear. You can see where you are offering this contrary signal, so it explains why you know, you're getting what you're getting. So your work is to close that gap, and here are a variety of ways to do it, and I'll either offer a resource or if we have time, we'll cover some of those ideas in the session. But I leave it to them to put something in place that they hold themselves accountable to if we aren't doing ongoing work. But if it is with an ongoing client, then it's a great opportunity to be their partner in setting up something that, I mean, there are a variety of aspects to creating an alignment plan that will set them up for success. Some of my clients have a tendency to work hard, to think that it's going to take a lot in order to create the turnaround that they want in their finances. So sometimes I have to coach them into a place of easing up on the work that they think they have to do in order to create that alignment, reminding them that a light touch goes a long way and feeling better is what works best. So, you know, if you feel good by having an alarm go off at the top of every hour to engage a tool, then okay, but I'm a little skeptical that something like that really is going to serve you for very long. So they might need, and, and it might be on the other side of it. Someone doesn't really, they think they should just automatically start manifesting money because they hired you. <laughs> you gotta, you might have to coach them that, no, you were going to need to do some more vibrational work besides 
just showing up for these sessions. But um, using your experience and expertise as an LOA savvy coach can help set them up for success in the plan that they create for themselves. And oftentimes that plan, whether you create it or they create it for themselves, hopefully is going to look very, very different than what they thought it might. I mean, because we're talking about closing a vibrational gap, not a dollars and cents gap. So this is going to be a vibrational plan. And there may be some real-world stuff up in there, but this is a vibrational plan you're creating. And it's going to, I mean, maybe, again, more so for my clients than your clients, look a little bit different than what they anticipated they might get from a coach. But I just, particularly in the beginning of the work, I think that coming up with that alignment plan is incredibly important. And maybe, again, not taking for granted that even our most LOA-savvy clients can have a handle on that. Because, I mean, even a very LOA-savvy client who's reached out for coaching has probably worked all the tools that they had to work. That's actually something I like to ask in advance of starting the work. Like, have you, are you already doing anything? Are you already doing any vibrational work for this? Because if they are, and I don't know it, and then I just tell them to do what they're already doing, sometimes they won't speak to it. And, and they might go away from the session feeling like, oh, well, that was a waste. I'm already doing this. So I like to know in advance what are you using and how is that working for you. I also like to draw from past successes, whether they were financial successes or otherwise, I'll ask them to tell me a story of something that they manifested and and how that came about as a clue for a, a template that we know works for them. So if it's, you know, I yeah, there was this thing I wanted and I, you know, jotted a couple things down about it and then I didn't think about it too much. I will point to that as, okay, well, we know this system works for you. Let's replicate it again here. And the fact that it has served them before helps give them more confidence in it right off the bat because they have proof of it in their own experience that this has created the results they want in the past. And it might be that, like you said, Lisa, they just need something completely different because the old things haven't been paying off the way they want them to. And so starting with a fresh, clean slate is a setup for better success. Right. Do we have anything else on this um, for today? I I do like to set them up with an expectation about what to expect as they engage the work. And this can be a little bit tricky. It depends on who I'm talking to. Sometimes setting the expectation that this stuff happens, things will move fast. This doesn't take long before you start seeing results, and those results might be very small at first, including feeling more optimistic or feeling lighter or more hopeful. But also including that don't want to get discouraged if the things that start happening are small at first because some people will. And um, I like to set them up to experience those smaller things, whether we call it driftwood or signs of land or good omens, whatever, as a sign that you're on the right track. It doesn't mean you aren't doing it enough or that you have to do it bigger or better or faster in order to get more. It's a sign you're on the right track, keep going. And then there are others when it seems, if I have a sense that this is going to be a longer experience for them to 
come into alignment, I'll coach them um, along the lines to uh, I don't I don't like to set the expectation that it can take a while before they see anything, but I I want to set them up so that they don't get discouraged if they don't have you know thousands of dollars by the next time we talk. And they're not disappointed in themselves. I mean, you're, I'm kind of repeating something you already said, but setting them up to be able to, you know, log the small wins, those small gains, which is usually going to be emotional to start with, makes them feel empowered to come back to their next coaching session and feel like they did well with the work. Feel like they're, I mean, how they relate to their coach changes it improves significantly when we've set those expectations properly because if you haven't set the expectations they can come crawling back to the call on the next session feeling like a failure and just that feeling impacts the work Mm -hmm. basically you're setting them up to see success however big or small it might be i also like to give them a little reminder about what sorts of inspirations pay attention to because often they ignore anything that doesn't seem directly related to money. So the inspired ideas that might be like, um, you know what, take off work early today and swing by your favorite cafe and treat yourself to, or something that's like, ah, yeah, call so-and-so and just enjoy a little. They often dismiss those inspirations because they don't see the connection to their financial reality. But it's important to set them up that, Inspiration, it could come in any form, and your your inner being knows best how to get you where you want to be, so you want to be able to hear. This goes back to self-awareness and teaching them how the system works. You, you want to train them to be on the lookout for any inspiration in whatever form it shows up and coach them to be able to trust that, whatever it is, instead of dismiss it, because I've, I know a lot of people they don't give credence to anything that isn't like a brilliant idea for a new app or uh, they heard about the perfect job or they got the winning, they, they dreamt about the winning lottery numbers. If they don't get those sorts of inspirations, they think it's not happening. But inspiration will show in a wide, wide, wide variety of ways. want to make sure that they don't miss out on what those are as they start coming. Which, again, we're going to wrap back around. I mean, it's why working this system in a really intentional way with money coaching matters so much. It's because money is one of those things that's black and white. You measure it on, you see it. I mean, it's dollars and cents. And so people are very trained, whether they know it or not, to be looking for those very black and white results, those very black and white concrete kind of steps, those very you know, tangible kinds of things because we measure money that way. Our work is to get our clients into the gray, you know, in between the black and the white and out into the technicolor almost where we are working with this on an energetic level instead of just a money-in-your-pocket kind of level. Right. Very true. So this is probably a, a good beginning place for money coaching, but I think what we want to cover next are some of the, the different alignment tools that might be part of their plan, as well as other tricks for successful money coaching, but that's probably in our next module, right, Lisa? 
that is in our next module, and I'm looking at the list, and I love so many of them. I know I said one was my favorite, but it's like maybe another one is my favorite. This, the next call is going to be good. going to be good. All right, thanks for joining right. everyone. We'll see you in the next module. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.